Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Today we feature two recordings of music from the Lutheran tradition with a 2013 CPO release of Telemann Luther Cantatas, along with a new recording of Bach's Lutheran Masses performed by the 16. Alongside its social, political, and theological impacts, the Protestant Reformation also redefined music's role in the 16th century church. Martin Luther's reforms encouraged congregational participation with straightforward melodies and music sung in the common language of the people. For Luther, music was a powerful theological tool through which religious tenets of belief and devotion could be expressed. Luther himself translated, revised, and reworked Catholic texts and German folk melodies for Reformed congregations to sing. Soon, there was a major influx in the publication of hymn books, through which a canon of German chorales developed and spread. An early Lutheran hymnal was a collection called the Acht Liederbuch. Published in 1524, this and other hymn collections like it included texts and chorale melodies, both by Martin Luther and many of his colleagues. These became central to Lutheran hymnody, on which later composers created all manner of cantatas, preludes, fantasias, and the like. Telemann was one such composer who incorporated chorale tunes and hymn stanzas into his new 18th century church music, and on their 2013 recording, the Baroque Orchestra of Saxony, together with the Bach Consort of Leipzig, presents a variety of Telemann's Luther cantatas. Here's an example. Telemann's Es wollt uns Gott gnädig sein is based on a tune already circulating in 1524, the original chorale text is Luther's paraphrase of Psalm 67, and the chorale tune is derived from a Marian hymn. In Telemann's version, the cantata opens with a symphonia on the chorale tune and is followed by three stanzas of text that the 18th century clergyman and poet Neumeister reworked from Luther's text. Here's some of that opening symphonia. Listen for the chorale tune played instrumentally in long tones beneath the rhythmic and decorative figurations around it. After the symphonia, Telemann writes a straightforward, four-voiced setting of the chorale, followed by a marvelous duet on the same text for soprano and bass. Thank you. 
Probably the most recognizably Lutheran of all tunes is found in the second stanza of Vertesion sei getrost, which sets the chorale Ein feste Burg ist unser Gott, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, of which Luther is the author of both words and melody. Telemann's setting is done appropriately with trumpets and drums for this so-called battle hymn of the Reformation, but even more musically interesting moments with trumpets and drums in this cantata can be heard in the dictum. And personally, I'm convinced that this is where the Rocky theme song originally comes from. Telemann Lutheran cantatas to Bach Lutheran masses, the second recording on the podcast today features Harry Christopher's and The Sixteen. We've been talking about Luther's reforms and their effect on church music, and one major change was in the way masses were set. The mass usually consists of a Kyrie, Gloria, Credo, Sanctus, and Agnus Dei, boundaries within which composers for hundreds of years have worked. But in the reformed Lutheran tradition, this structure underwent some changes. By the time of Bach, church services consisted of vernacular German chorales sung alongside fragmented portions of the Latin Mass. The Kyrie and Gloria followed the Catholic formula in Latin, but the Credo was often intoned in the vernacular German, and the Sanctus and Agnus Dei became optional. Thus evolved what we term the Lutheran Mass, simply a short Mass in Latin with composed music only for the Kyrie and Gloria. We know of five of these so-called Lutheran masses that Bach wrote. Four of them survive in their entirety, and two of them are included on this recording from the 16. Bach's Cantata 102 can also be heard on this disc, but its inclusion isn't simply for the sake of variety. See, Bach compiled all of the masses largely from pieces he had already written, most often cantata movements transcribed or reworked. Here, for example, is the first chorus of Cantata 102. Thank you. 
and now listen to some of the Kyrie of the Mass in G minor. so interesting how the text changes the affect of the music. And there are examples galore to compare on this disc of borrowings and transcriptions, like the Quitole's soprano aria of the F major mass and the aria Wie der Seele die den Schatten from Cantata 102, or the Quoniam with violin obligato changed to flute obligato in the similar tenor aria Er Schachadok in the cantata. Here's an interesting statistic. 20 out of 24 movements in the four Lutheran masses, BWV 233 through 236, take material from pre-existing cantatas. Here's a movement, though, that is not known to have any other equivalent in Bach's works, the Gloria from the F major mass, though that's not to say that its model hasn't been lost along the way. must note that despite their ensemble name, The Sixteen, only eight singers perform on this recording. The clarity of sound they achieve, together with a 20-piece band, lends a very convincing argument for the use of small forces in Bach's church music. We've been hearing from Volume 1 of The Sixteen's mini-series of Bach Lutheran Masses. If you'd like what you've heard, the ensemble has also released just this month Volume 2 of this set. Earlier in the podcast, we heard a recording of Telemann's Lutheran Cantatas. We'll post links to all of these recordings on our website. Just visit harmoniaearlymusic.org. While you're there, have a look at our archive of blogs, podcasts, and shows, and visit our online shop, where a portion of your purchase will benefit Harmonia. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Thanks for listening. <laughs>